0: hello and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host Chaz Prada, and sadly it is another solo run today. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm going to go through every game. I got some animal notes for our animal versus animal matchups because you know that's what's most important. And I have let's count them out. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bets already placed ready to roll and of course the free money parlay ready to roll this week almost 13 to 1 and only three legs i'm actually this is i mean i say it's winning every week because it first of all it should and you know we go three out of four seemingly every week but still positive of the year i said i believe i said this week one we need to win two and we're and we're in the money for the whole year and hey I, it's my best bet. Five to one, I believe I've hit four of my last five, and I'm just saying my best bet is in the free money parlay this week. It's hitting, it's hitting. But um, sadly, James and Austin are not here to face the music. Uh, Austin, I actually think I di- he did hit his best bet last week. James did not because he is a massive loser. And I hope he listens to this and hears me say this because he needs to step it up. And I I know I told Austin, or Austin and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but he'll somehow bring up his, he finds a way to bring up his, oh, my best bet record from two, three years ago is the, 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 I won a fantasy league last year. Like, dude, shut up. No one cares. No one cares. But it's time to make some money. So let's just dive right on in it is friday around 9 p.m and so i'm that's just for reference of where the lines are at um colts at the patriots patriots are lane six total is at 40 and here we have there is a lot of Bill Belichick trends, one of the more famous ones is Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. And so, right, uh, Sam Ellinger is poised to start. He actually had a pretty good second half last week. Um, despite, uh, you know, the commanders coming back and losing. He, it was, it was kind of like eye test based. Like, he just looked comfortable. And so, um, I do lean the Patriots, not a bet. Um, I think that the Colts rush defense is an absolute atrocity, I think the Patriots are going to be able to move the rock with absolute ease on the ground. Um, however, I do have a little angle here. I'm going to be betting Sam Ellinger anytime touchdown. Just dating back to Texas, he's big-time gamer, and he's mobile. And... I uh, just at five to one. I don't think that's properly priced for what he can do at the goal line. He can do you can do all the QB sneaks shit, and he can do you know direct snap run from the goal line. And I think if they are down there, then I think it's it'll be pretty easy, especially without Jonathan Taylor. Deion Jackson's pretty good, but you know, I I think that five to one. I'm more than properly compensated for um, that bet right there. So. Colts-Patriots, yes, just Sam Ellinger, anytime TD. I might talk myself into a Patriots um, side, but pr- I probably won't get there. It, I'd need some significant Colts money to get in. I'd need like Pats minus four and a half four something like that, which I don't think it's going to happen. Bills at the Jets. The Jets are getting eleven half points at home. Total is at 46. Um, I think it's pretty a pretty commonly held opinion that the Jets are, you know, this insanely overrated team, which judging against their record, I think that's completely fair. However, it's, I don't, I think everyone is saying that they're so overrated that they're not necessarily overrated at this point. And, you know, not that this necessarily means there's betting value. I think that value is pretty much gone. to do you lean the Jets here? and so obviously defense has been outstanding sauce gardner is an absolute machine and he has really elevated that defense along with Quinn and williams who is having i mean he's a defensive player of the year candidate and i just don't think that like the the jets are just this complete disaster shit show of a team that you know, means that, oh, got to fade them every week just because of their records. It's, you know, the dumb stuff like that is what you might hear, you know, depending on wh- where you go to consume your your football information. But, uh, I like I said, Eileen Jets missed the best of the number. I would have liked the 13 here, of course. It's But I do like the under um, 46 here. It's just a play on both, which I think are two of the elite defenses in the league. I think the Jets' defense is top five-ish unit in the league. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson is a complete and utter trash can, and I think that it was pretty glaring how much the Jets missed Brees Hall last week, just with you know the kind of explosive stuff he was able to create the last few um, the last few weeks when they really got him going. And But on the other side, I love the Sauce Gardner matchup for Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to be totally live to, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that he's going to hold Diggs to one catch 14 yards, but I do think that really slowing down that side of the field or if they just stick him on Gabe Davis, that's, I mean, that's a massive part of what the Bills want to do on offense. And uh, just for this specific number, um, I like under 46. So if you take both – all of the Bills' combined games and the Jets' combined games—only three of those games have gone over this number—and a lot of that was like a lot of turnover luck and stuff like that that really just kind of inflated the number a bit. And you know, it's Zach Wilson, so I'm sure that can happen. But I do think the um, both defenses really come to play. Weather isn't going to be too big of an issue, which was, I was hoping for it a little bit, but I think under 46 is way too high, um, and I think that we might see the Jets play a lot more conservatively if, um, if like, you know, we get to around the second, third quarter, and it's a, still a close game. I think that the Jets are going to prioritize field position more than doing try, really trying anything aggressive, so... Uh, Bills Jets under forty six for me. The Dolphins at the Bears our first annual matchup. Also shout out to Cam Vetter. Um, he will be he plugged all the info. So Dolphins, I did I bet an over. Um, there are there is a lot of like high winds this week, which does scare me a little bit, but. Both defenses are really, really bad versus the run. And I think this gives the Bears a pretty good advantage versus a pretty, um, you know, a weak Dolphins rush defense. I don't really know what like, what kind of workload Bradley Chubb is going to get. Uh, of course, adding him to a defense is going to immediately help a uh, pass defense just because of what he does uh, rushing the passer. But the Bears move on um, from Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. And I think um, – Mike McDaniel is just too smart to not pick apart the little advantages all over the field that they're going to have, and I I really love what Justin Fields is doing. It's he's been using his legs so so well. He gets the ball to his really you know Darnell Mooney and then the crap receivers that they have around him. And now even if Chase Claypool is very limited, you still have to like plan around him. And the Dolphins' defense is still banged up. The secondary is. It's underperformed, I mean, to what they've played, just really because of injuries. Xavier Howard's still pretty good, but I think that there's an opportunity for a lot of points. I think we see the Bears and the Dolphins both be be able to move the ball pretty easy. But now to the important things. The Bears versus the Dolphins. Once again, thank you to Cam. Dolphins. uh, Unique creatures and are the big dogs in the ocean when in groups. They can even take on great white sharks. Did not know that. They can also do sick tricks... (laughs) And jump really high like Jalen Waddle, and swim fast like Tyree Kill. And although you may think the bear is too big to swim, they are actually great swimmers due to their high fat content and oily cost, or an oily coat allowing them to float. A bear can also swim about nine to fifteen feet deep underwater. So there you go. I think with that, I would argue that the bears have a really distinct advantage here. Which I do lean bears. Um, I think four and a, for pickums and stuff. I think four and a half feels pretty big. And really, it's just you know I I think there's a there's a long tail to a Bears upset because I think that Tua's been great this year and I don't know how the Bears are going to cover Waddle and Hill, but really it's I think getting like a pretty sizey plus money th- um, price at home. I think the Bears are just playing better and they play, or they look very well coached too. So lean Bears, bet the over. That's that's what we're doing. Also, high winds will definitely affect Tua way more than Justin Fields. So, that's the last point there. Vikings at the Commanders. Commanders are getting three points. Total is at 43 and a half. Uh, leading the Commanders here. Um, they, Really, it's just I think they're wider. The Commanders have really good receivers. I think they're going to have a pretty significant advantage for, versus the Vikings secondary. Now, can Taylor Heineke take advantage of that? I don't know, but... Maybe scary Terry props, maybe bust one open, or just, you know, finds a seam downfield. I do think that you know. I think the Vikings could blow them out here. It's just I I don't know how they keep winning these games. I don't they really shouldn't have beat beat the Cardinals that oh, that was the loser for the free money parlor last week last week in, you know, a muff punt. I late in the game really, you know, sunk it, but it is what it is, ultimately. But yeah, it's lean commanders. I I don't have have much here. I think the Vikings are going to be able to move the ball, but the commanders' defense has been playing a little bit better lately. Total feels a touch low. I think, you know, we should be seeing a little bit buyback on you know all these unders that have been hitting for, hitting from the beginning of the year. I don't have much. Don't have much. Packers at the Lions. Lions are getting three and a half points total is at 49 and a half. Don't have much here at all. It's if there is ever going to be a get right game for this Packers offense is going to get it's going to be against this Lions defense which is they can't defend the pass and they can't defend the run. And I mean the Packers they looked a lot a lot better um when the Bills defense was playing way out in front like they it, it was moving more crisply. So, you know, you would think that they made an important second-half uh, adjustment and if that continues this week I think they're gonna win pretty easy, easily but I just have no I can't trust him to back to back money against them so uh, lean Packers minus three and a half on the road no feeling on the over under so the charges at the Falcons this is James's best bet he does like the Falcons at plus three I would imagine he likes money line and touch too, and I think it's pretty easy, right? Uh, the Falcons' secondary is beat up a bit. I think Terrell might play, but the Chargers have, I mean, one real wide receiver playing, and then like a couple kick returners, and then I think they might be calling up uh, James off the, uh, you know, out of the stands to uh, come, you know, play a, as like a wide receiver four for Herbert. It's it's bleak. Keenan Allen not playing. Mike Williams not playing. Josh Palmer has got like his second concussion of the season, and he wasn't even cleared to play until uh, today. So, not really great um, setting for Justin Herbert, who has been playing hurt all season. Off the bye week, I think is super important. And then you go to the other side of the field, and it's a Falcons team who loves to run the ball, and they run it pretty well. Cordell Patterson uh, will be. I think he will be active for this game. And it the Chargers allow the most yards per rush in the league, so I I don't I don't love the Falcons here, but getting three at home feels feels like a pretty good position to be in. Now, if Herbert is healthy, I think he can make you know the shit that he has to work with that receiver. In addition to Eckler, Eckler's great out of the backfield. They should re- legitimately play Eckler like in the slot in this game, and I wouldn't be shocked if they do. do if uh, they do do that, but it's Justin Herbert prove a time if he is healthy. I you truly can't hold anything against him this season with what he's he's had to deal with. So uh, for me personally, lean Falcons almost alike, uh, but best bet Falcons for Mister Bitter. Panthers at the Bengals, the Bengals are lane 7. Total is at 42 and a half. This is my best bet. I love the Panthers in this spot. I think they are going to win. The Bengals are in secondary hell right now. They have three healthy corners that are going to play. I lo- so best bet Panthers I bet plus 7 money line. I bet DJ Moore over 62 and a half yards and I bet a DJ Moore touchdown at 2 to 1. So the Bengals' second best defensive player and starting corner, Jadobi Awuzie, is out for the season. And Mike Hilton, their other starting corner, is out. I think with the flu. I kind of forget what it is for sure. But Eli Apple, who sucks, has barely played this year. Um, he is banged up himself, but he will be playing this week. And then there are only two other healthy corners on the active roster. And one is a rookie who has only played 93 snaps this season. The other is a special teamer. Last week, P.J. Walker was PFF's highest graded passer. The Panthers are clearly playing with some swagger, and they're not tanking on the field. And if you look at the division, they are still alive to win the division. So it's not like they're just going to be walking through this. I think seven is way too many points for a Bengals team that looked as terrible as it did on a short week. No, Jamar Chase just hamstrung the Bengals offense so much. He just opens up so much with the yak ability and just the separation. And so now a Panthers secondary who is getting healthy. I like Dante Jackson. I don't I don't know if he played last week, but he's ready to roll. And Brian, I oh this is another thing. It hasn't opened yet, but I'm gonna bet Brian Burns to have a sack. The Bengals offensive line was absolutely dominated by the Bengals, and it's not like the Bengals were getting that much pressure on other opposing offensive lines to begin with. So I th- I bet the Panthers in a lot of different ways, and I'm hoping they, they see it through. Um, looking forward to this one on Sunday. Ooh, certainly a lot of action on it, for sure. The Oakland Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Austin's best bet. He likes the Raiders. Um, I got to be honest, I have zero interest in... Trusting either of these sides. So I'm just, I'm personally moving along. But Austin said that, uh, it came out that a bunch of the Raiders had the flu last week, and that probably led to, you know, the shutout versus the Saints. And then Austin is buying low on a, you know, a struggling Raiders team, and he says the Trevor Lawrence sucks. So, yeah, I I, I can get that. I, I don't know if I like the Raiders as road favorites, but, um, you know, I think if they. I mean, is this over three? If it's at least a close game last week? I don't know. Um, I do believe the Raiders did the thing where they stayed on uh, the East Coast because they were in New Orleans. So I, I, I do like when teams do that. Um, so, yeah, I lean Raiders, I guess. The Seahawks getting a point at the Arizona Cardinals. Total is 49. And I like a little derivative bet here. Um, no shock as to who to who I'm siding with because the Cardinals have been so bad on uh, in first halves. And so the Seahawks have been very good in first half. So I'm taking a good first half team versus a bad first half team. I'm taking a good passing offense versus a bad passing defense. And on top of all of that, the Seahawks have the bodies and the talent to throw at DeAndre Hopkins and friends. Side note, Tariq Woolen, who is a rookie, rookie corner, he is just athletic specimen, and dude is a dog, and that's the perfect zone corner you want to throw out uh, against someone like DeAndre Hopkins. So give me the Seahawks again. Um, Cash for me last week. They can create a lead, and I do think they're going to be able to protect it with the run game. And finally, it's the Seahawks versus the Cardinals let's let's see what cam had to say all right the male cardinal kyler murray will doggedly defend his territory during the breeding season chasing away intruders female cardinals cliff kingsbury also have the same trait of aggressiveness seahawks aka osprey possess a reversible outer toe that allows them to grasp with two toes in front and one behind hmm good to know uh cam is a cardinals fan i imagine he will be rooting very hard for the cardinals cam i'm sorry they are going to get smoked Rams at the Bucks. The Bucs are laying three points. Total is at 42 and a half. I do like the Bucks here. Um, they are slowly getting a lot healthier. Akeem Hicks is back going, to, going up against the disaster that is the Rams' offensive line. And Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean will both be playing this week, and that is huge for the Bucks' secondary. Rams' depth is being exposed right now. It's very simple. Cooper Cup is not hundred percent right now, and I don't know what happens to that offense if he's not the same player that he has been the last couple years. It, it's I think the Rams are a bottom three offense right now, and they're going up against a still good and a getting better defense. I think the Bucks roll. I I know that they've had their share of offensive struggles. A lot of it comes down to just running the ball too much with um, you know, Leonard Fournette's looking a little more ancient week after week. And the offensive line is just not producing the same holes that it did, you know, year after year. Byron left, which certainly has to change something. And if he doesn't, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than I hope it is. But I trust Tom Brady here. And they're at home. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know why this is, I would have, I would have said like just under six, four and a half, five. It's, that's. Would I would have made it. So I think I'm... Uh, lane three here, it feels pretty good. So Bucks minus three. Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs lane 12.5. Total is 45.5. I lean the under. I haven't played it yet. Um, it does feel like a little bit of a free roll on the under. Uh, Tannehill is a game-time decision. And if he doesn't play, I don't really know how the Titans move the ball efficiently, like drive after drive. Of course, they have Derrick Henry. And as... My good friend Preston Deluca said uh, to me in a text, "Derek Henry is not a running back. He is an offense, which is very true." That being said, Malik Willis is not a quarterback yet, so I don't know if the Chiefs are going to have to call. You know, if Andy Reid's going to have to call the good offensive plays. Um, you know, really like late in the game, in the middle of the game, and versus Malik Willis. With a defense that I think is pretty good, it's I I struggle to see how this goes over forty six. Um, the Titans' defense is very live. You know Simmons is still a beast. There's still a lot of talent out uh, there. And even if a, a hurt Ryan Tannehill plays, I, I don't really expect him to be that great or transcendent either, especially with what he has to work with catching the rock. Um, kind of talking myself into a. And an under, excuse me, but, oh no, it's Mahomes, so, and it's Derrick Henry, so you never know. Um, that's, I uh, I imagine when I want something to sweat during the Sunday night game, I'm going to play it. But as for now, I would recommend a wait and see in, uh, on the news and see how it turns out. Finally, Monday night, the Baltimore Ravens are... Taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, the Saints are a point and a half dog. Total is at forty-seven and a half. This is a complete and total pass for me. I have no feel on this game. I lean the Saints because I like them. Frankly, I think Andy Dalton has been like he had that. He's had a one terrible game. Other than that, he's been pretty fine. Um, I the Ravens secondary is still not great. So I I think they're going to be able to move the ball through the air. But I have nothing substantive to provide here. So, time for the free money parlay. We're starting with the Panthers money line. We're going Seahawks first half plus a half. And we're going Bucks minus 3 plus 1277. Give me it. Bet the farm, do it all. It's hitting. Just to re- recap really quick, James' best bet is Falcons plus three. Austin's best bet is Raiders minus two and a half. My best bet is Panthers plus seven and a half. And I also bet a Sam Ellinger, anytime touchdown, five to one. DJ Moore over 62 and a half yards and an anytime touchdown at two to one. Brian Burns over half a sack. Jets Bills under 46. Bears Dolphins under 45 and a half. Bucks minus three, Seahawks money line. I have a lot of action. And finally, and most importantly, the free money parlay. Panthers money line, Seahawks first half plus a half, Bucks minus three. Thank you guys for listening. Um, check out, I I'm. I have not tweeted out the college football picks, so I'm glad I remembered to do that. So follow us on Twitter at the Sharpside Pod. You will have it all, NFL, college football. College basketball starts very soon, and I am pumped, very excited. I will try and do, I do it every year, do a little like preseason futures thread, so I'll, I will get, get into that, or I'm, I might just do a podcast. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyways, thank you guys for listening, and you know what we're going to do because we do it every single football weekend. Let's go win some money.